Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'm going to revisit the subject of dreams. This is a topic that I've addressed in a couple of earlier in-present segments, namely in-present segment number 40, a synchronistic opportunity, in-presence segment number 56, in which I go into a fair amount of esoteric lore regarding dreams. And it was at that time that I indicated I intend to do some more exploration about dreaming on my own and would be reporting on it in some of these in-presence segments. And that's what I'm going to do now. Now, in, in presence number 40, uh, Julia Mossbridge, a neuroscientist at Northwestern University and also associated with the Institute of Noetic Sciences, had made what I thought was a wonderful offer to, for people who would pre-order her book on premonitions, that she would have a dream, a unique dream for each person who pre-ordered the book, which meant, of course, she might be booked up more than a year in advance <laughs> because she would only dream for one person in a given year evening. And I formulated a question for her to dream about. It was, will there be a nuclear war? Will our President Donald Trump start one? Because there was speculation in the news that this was on his mind, in fact. And uh, her dream involved the Secret Service, which clearly suggests the President of the United States. It involved a sense of political intrigue and some mysterious influence from the future, maybe future humanity. In any case, no indication whatsoever of explosions or war or violence of any kind. So, I took that to mean uh, that her dream was signifying no to my question. There would not be. And I thought it was fairly relevant as dreams go to the question that I had posed. Sometime later, my wife and I began talking about this notion of one person having a dream to answer the question of another person. I think it's an ingenious protocol because it bypasses a lot of the psychological blocks we might have regarding uh, interpreting and understanding and even paying attention to our own dreams. So, Janelle and I agreed that we would try to dream for each other. And I formulated this question, how far can you go in a dream? Now, I've been thinking about, and I discussed it in, in present segment 56, about the idea that dreams sort of border, the realm of dreams, borders what the Tibetans call the bardo planes, the afterlife realms. And it seemed to me you probably can, a skilled person could go very far into the afterlife realms, the after, some, maybe the astral plane, but maybe even to the realm of pure God consciousness, pure radiant divine illumination. I think so. But uh, in any case, when Janelle had her dream, her first dream was she invented a game in her dream. And she was so excited, she said, this answers your question. You can invent things in your dreams. You can create new games. You could perhaps write a novel. And of course, I've even had poems come to me in dreams. And I thought, yes, it's very interesting. It did address my question, but not really what I had in mind. Well, last night, 
Janelle reported yet another dream to me, and it was very specific this time. In this dream, she said she was about to die, and I was going to join her. We were going to die together, and we were going to be shot into outer space together. That's what the dying experience would be like, just flying through the stars into the nebula, the galaxies into outer space. And she thought that was very nice and very exciting. And I thought to myself, this was the answer I was looking for when I posed the original question. And you know what else it reminded me of? Uh, I've been in the Great Pyramid in Egypt and on a couple of occasions, probably more than two occasions now that I think about it. And in the Great pyramid in the king's chamber. There is a sarcophagus. It's an empty, big granite sarcophagus. Uh, people get into it. And uh, in the groups I was in, uh, I got into it. I've been in it more than once. And on each occasion, I've had that same experience. Like you lie down in this sarcophagus right near the apex of the Great Pyramid, and you have this sense of flying through space into the stars. And not only did I have that on more than one occasion, but every person I've ever talked to who has been in that sarcophagus reports a very similar experience. And so it made me think that the Great Pyramid itself was something of an initiation chamber, and indeed, spiritual initiations going back to the ancient mystery schools have always been about understanding the afterlife, understanding the nature of the soul as it leaves the body and what's possible. So it dawns on me, yes, traveling through the stars, visiting other planets, other galaxies even, encountering things in the universe that we don't have the technology to reach right now because we're limited to rockets and even limited to the um, strength of an electromagnetic signal that we might send into outer space, which would take four years to reach the nearest star. I remember I was at a conference and somebody said, how many people are from the Pleiades? at this conference. It was a New Age conference of some sort many years ago, and I was surprised to see like a few hundred people raise their hands. And I know if you get on Facebook, you'll see there are groups of people, thousands, who say, well, they're from Lyra or from the Pleiades or from Arcturus. People, many people at the folk level, have this sense that they've lived on other planets. And why not? If there's life on other planets, and if in our dreams and in our astral bodies we can travel to other planets, then why shouldn't people be reborn on Earth who have had previous lives on other planets? I know it sounds very <laughs> new agey in a negative sense, like woo woo, you know, too much speculation, but. I'm willing to consider it in an open-minded way. I wouldn't rule it out by any means. I'd like to see more evidence for it, and that I cannot say that I have. But in any case, I feel like I'm making a little progress in this dream exploration. Uh, perhaps I will visit another planet in a, in a dream and come back and report about it. 
I suspect that, uh, in fact, many science fiction writers are doing precisely that. I recently had a uh, conversation uh, about Philip K. Dick and uh, his science fiction works in which he really claims that a lot of the novels he writes are based on memories he has of other realities that he's been to. I'm perfectly willing to consider these possibilities, um, but I'd like to invite you, if you're interested, those of you who are viewing right now, to become part of this exploration. I encourage you uh, to report some of your own dreams and explorations in the comments section. Maybe we will begin developing something of a dream community, maybe even going so far as to engage in mutual dreaming for those who might be interested. I, I really do see this as an important frontier worth exploring, especially, um, frankly, for people in uh, my phase of life, people over 70, people who are getting ready for the next great adventure. Not that I'm eager to have it happen soon, but I know um, my life is certainly over 50% completed now, and I am looking forward to this next great adventure. And I think uh, I have talked about the art of dying in a previous In Presence segment, and I think part of that art is to become familiar with the capacities of human consciousness to reach out beyond uh, the uh, boundaries set by the skin, by the ego, by uh, the earthly plane. So uh, let me leave you with this thought. Where would you like to go in your dreams? Thank you for being with me.